What's up, everybody? Happy Sunday. Episode 10 of the Sunday Sauce Podcast. Big time special episode with none other than Rachel Scarmazino from A-Rod Corp. Guest hosting. Mimosa in hands. <laughs> what Hello, up, there, Sauce Pod? Hey, how about the fact that we made it 10 weeks here? This is 10 episodes. 10 weeks. I was listening to a podcast the other day, actually, and they're like, yeah, usually, like, when people get in 10 episodes of their podcast, they just go, like, ghosts, and, like, you never hear from them again. The podcast gets deleted, but we'll I don't just get think started. we're trying to – yeah, I don't think we're trying towards that. And we, we brought back our first ever guest. That's right. guest host today. It's only right. It's go only right. Where, go back to where it all started. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Rachel's going to guest host. We're not going to interview her. We're just going to kind of have her chop it up with us, and then uh, we'll do the show as normal. Um, so the big news you want to start, we'll do the victory lap, Frank. Um, uh, the Mississippi State flag, for those of you, I'm sure you guys have seen this news, but it still has the Confederate flag like in the actual Mississippi State flag. Um, so the SEC is considering withholding the, ga- the, the championship game um, unless they change the flag. So that's pretty big news. And it's honestly a good move by obviously a major Southern Conference to basically forced their hand in changing that so that we can progress with this movement with racial justice in America. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm for it. Like promoting what shouldn't be promoted for so long. It's time to make, and this is, this is exactly what you were talking about with, with the change. And it's going to take uncomfortable movement to get people to change their perspective. So I'm definitely for it. Definitely for it. Yeah, and the whole the whole argument of like you know it's like it's like history, it's like heritage. Like your heritage cannot be racism. Like I I, I don't know how I don't know how you can spin zone the Confederate flag, which was started to fight against the fight against slavery. So it's like you can't they, if you want that to be your heritage, you're already like a questionable person with your character to begin with. So I don't know the fact that it's 2020 that that thing still exists is just mind blowing. Right. It, it's it's just sad, just like from our perspective, from the white perspective, that like it takes something like this for that to come to the forefront. Like we would have never thought of that. Like that's just something we're so naive and ignorant to. So bring it to the forefront just shows that okay, like, this is actually some action being taken instead of us just being completely blind to the fact that like holy shit, like that's not a good icon for your state as having a Confederate flag on your flag. So thank you for whoever petitioned for that and got that approved and happened because it's showing big time change for sure. Um, but staying in the same realm of the racial injustice, it, it made national news, obviously, um, with Bubba Wallace and NASCAR and uh, the noose being found in his garage stall that the FBI investigated into and then saw that it wasn't a form of uh, racist racist acts towards Bubba. Um, I find that very hard to believe, even though they said it was there for a long time. Um, they said there's over a hundred different garages at that track, right? And only like, I think it was 10 or 11 of those garages had noose ties and, and Bubba Wallace is the only black person in NASCAR, so, which is very ironic to me that he of all the garages had that. And also, 
I think that if you can tie a noose, you can tie about a hundred different types of knots. So why in God's name is that the knot you're tying? That That's what's a little bit um, concerning to me. So uh, whoever is in NASCAR, if that's who it was working for NASCAR and decided that was a good idea, um, I, I wish you well because when it does come come to fruition, it's going to be big time trouble for, for that person for sure. Any thoughts, Rach? I mean, I just don't understand why, like, it was tied into a noose in the first place. Like, what's, like, what's the story behind that? Why, why was it even tied that way? Like, I, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. There's no yeah, stories. So it's, it's just people. Yeah, there is no, there is no good reason why. It's all like excuses. And, and I learned that basically you get, you get, as a NASCAR, you get assigned your garage based off, like, your point total for the season. So he got assigned that garage based off where he was in the standing. So like, to like call that a coincidence that he happened to get the one garage that had right. a, a, a noose in it. Like, and again, to go to your point, you don't, like, you can have any kind of rope to pull a garage. If you had the rope just dangling there, or just put the rope without a knot, just exactly. have, it dangle, have it dangle down and pull the garage down. And also the fact that it's 2020 and we have, we're pulling ropes to open and close garages when, NASCAR has gajillion, a gajillion dollars, and they can't buy like, automatic, automatic garage. Automatic yeah, garages exactly. that, that all of our parents' houses have for like I don't know. It can't be that much money if everyone in the world fucking has one, and they, it's so dumb. And like the, like, and the worst part about all this is that when the ESPN and everyone else came out and said that the FBI said it wasn't like a racial hate crime, there was like a big party on Twitter like, oh, I told you so, told you it wasn't like racist. Like all these people who were like, yeah, so like, they're like. Like, how are you so dumb? Like, just stop being so stupid. Like, if, if it was some, like, crazy, out-of-this-world coincidence that this is the only garage that had a noose for whatever reason, but there is no reason, and he happened to have – the one black guy happens to get that one garage. If that ever was the case of a coincidence, people were, like, celebrating that the FBI said it wasn't, like, a hate crime. Like, there's, there shouldn't be a noose in there anyway. It's still a noose. Like, I don't know. It's all so and dumb. I and I, yeah. I was listening to um, a Trevor Noah's podcast on Comedy Central. I've really taken a liking to him. And he talked about how, like, uncomfortable it is to even say the word noose. Like, it's just, like, the second you say it, especially in the black community, like, that just immediately goes back to such a traumatic period of time in this world. The fact that, like, I feel the same thing. Every time I say it, it's, it's almost like a bad word. It's, it's one like, of the most horrible, like, symbol, like symbolisms in, like, yes. human history. It, it means right. everything, like, it doesn't mean anything. there's not one good thing in reference to a noose. Right, not at all. It, right. cor it correlates to all, all things bad. And, and gonna, yeah, go to your point, Frank. Those knots don't look, like, easy to tie. Like, you could, there's, I guarantee there's easier knots to tie than a noose. Like, that's, like, their, their, like, escape goat for this to, like, say why it was done. Like, that noose, like, I don't know. It's so fucking weird. And I got, I got really yeah. mad. like, the fact that everyone like kind of like celebrated oh like, it wasn't a hate crime like it still shouldn't be there you idiots like it doesn't matter if it was like investigated to not be a racial hate crime like it shouldn't exist right very agreed very agreed um but but that's all we had for our victory lap today again joey and i have been continuing the to voice our our words on racial injustice we're going to make sure we keep talking about it and that's all we wanted to focus on today on the victory lap because there was two those two big things with with the uh, Mississippi State flag and then the, the bubble walls, um, noose ordeal, which again is just still mind blowing to us. But uh, we will move forward with the Big Four breakdown. Obviously, no interview today. 
because we have an episode long visit from our friend Rachel. Uh, the AMAs also, uh, we asked, we're, we're kind of garbage, so. You guys don't stink. Don't want to disrespect their fans, but. Well, no, you know. to be fair, we got a lot of questions that we that couldn't be answered because obviously Rachel works for Avar Corp. You can guess the kind of questions we got about the current uh, headlines in the news, but we obviously could not talk about any of that. So, unfortunately, we can't do any of the AMA because they were there were questions, but they just weren't they weren't usable, unfortunately. But sorry, guys. Yeah, what After, the heck? Spill the beans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will go. We'll kick it off with with the Major League Baseball and the Big Four breakdown. Hey, guess Holy back, shit! Back, back again. We're back. Let's go. I hope. I, I hope. I know. I hope it's, not, it's definitely not going to happen. but it's, Because it's, we got a lot of people testing <laughs> positive left and right, so who knows. But we'll run down quickly through through what – just like the overarching important parts of what's going to be happening. It looks like July 1st training camp. It sounds so weird calling it training camp because it's not spring training. So it's not, it's not the spring, so you can't call it spring training. Summer um, camp. Op- opening day is going to be that weekend of July 23rd, 24th-ish. Um, it's going to be 60 games. The last time 60 games was the full MLB season was the year 1877 and 1878, by the way. Fun nice. little fact there. Been a while. Um, gonna be, there's going to be three phases of the players, like, ramping up, getting back to play. The first phase is players being divided into small groups, uh, assigned times to come to the complex at, obviously, different times. The second phase will be larger group workouts with intra-squad games permitted, which umpires are allowed to come in and, and um, these practices as well. And then the third phase will be a limited number of exhibition games prior to getting back into the, the sprint of the season we're going to see. But uh, also there's going to be – I think I think the most important thing was they wanted uh, they wanted teams to kind of stay as local as they could and not have to travel as much. So, so of the 60 games, 40 of them are going to be divisional, which is going to be sick to see because it's going to be an absolute bloodbath in every single division. Um, and then twenty. Give me, give me all the give me all the Yankee Sox games. Just I know. Only Yankee Sox. Right, and even crazier is the, is the twenty interleague games that they're going to do for the other for the other the last twenty of the sixty. But those games too are going to be within the region as well. So mm-hmm. we're going to see like, all right, we're biased because we're Yanks fans. We're going to see Yanks Sox like a hundred times, and then Yankees Mets, Yankees Mets, Yankees, Yankees Phillies. Yes, yes, Yankees Phillies, like Yankees Nats, like. The Rays are still na- obviously nasty. The Blue Jays are up and coming. It's gonna be sick. Nothing else matters outside of the Northeast in baseball right now. So I'm so we're excited. Gonna, yeah, I'm pumped. It's gonna be a very um, exhilarating season with all. It's those the, yeah, every game that it's the first time that we're gonna watch baseball, and every single game matters. Right. For sure. Exactly. The, 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 the casual fan still doesn't realize how how few sixty baseball games is. Mm-hmm. Like that, I feel like if you were like season, really tuned if the in, the season like, started normally, it would already be over. If the yep. season started back at the end, in April, the season would already it's gonna, be over. It's going right to go by in a blink of an eye, and you better come out hot. So if you come out, like, sluggish, like, if you go, if you aren't over 500 in the first, like, 20 games, like, you are so screwed. screwed. Honestly, I think it was a, a little bit of a blessing in disguise for the Yankees because a lot of our players who were hurt when the season should have started have now recovered. So we're back in full force. Oh, she's saying, she's saying we. I, we. We. She's we. She's we. She's a we. Rach, I did want to ask you though, um, if you can touch upon this, like because of baseball, obviously A Rod's big time in the ESPN um, world because he calls 99 baseball. Can you kind of touch upon like what his deal will be 
now that we're like quarantined, like, is he going to be traveling to stadiums? Is he going to be calling games from a studio? Like, how, how's that going to work out? Yeah, so I think the, the schedule is going to come out next week. We actually have a call with ESPN on Monday. So we're going to find out a little bit more about the actual MLB schedule and then the broadcaster schedule. I think it's – I don't think we're going to travel to the other stadiums, really, unless it's, like, New York I think we, we may go to or be in that vicinity for the games in New York. Um, but I'm going to assume that he's going to have the option to call from his home if he wants to. Um, it's just or, – or an ESPN studio. It's still so up in the air, like, we're not exactly sure, but would be super cool if we can get to at least one of the stadiums this year. Yeah, and they had um... – they had Ravage doing the call from home for when the when the Korean baseball had just started. They were, uh, Ravage was calling the games from his house, and like, it sounded fine. Um, so I think it'd be cool just to have anyone. I think. Yeah. I don't, know, just, I don't care. I don't care who calls the game. Just give me baseball. Right. It I'm might so, just be I'm weird, so pumped. A weird um, transition because obviously Alex is so used to calling all the games with Matt Veskersian, and not being together will be kind of hard. But maybe yeah. it'll keep working out where they can be like in the same area like at the same place together and calling the games just to like you mentioned like a studio it'll be super interesting because like whenever i watch baseball come tv every fly ball is hit i think it's a home run so like when actual announcers calling the game it's be a fly ball it'll be interesting to hear how they can how they can adjust and and read the ball off the bat but that's why they're the experts and we're the fans so um i think this is one of the coolest things about What's what the return of baseball outside of the the universal DH, which I know we're all for, and this is the extra inning rule addition. So if if teams are tied after nine innings, for any of you non baseball fans, you go into extra innings, and usually and play, you just play, play until <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you play forever or until someone hopefully scores a run before like the 18th inning of nine hours of play. But to speed up play for all you non-baseball fans who complain how boring baseball is as soon as they get into extra innings there's going to be a runner on second base to start the inning to speed up play which i think is sick i love I think it's super progressive the old timers are going to be screaming and yelling and i don't care because Good, i think dude. it's the get action we need in this game and this yeah. is awesome. i hope all these grandpas stop watching baseball i couldn't care less <laughs> so we give a chance for there's there's so many guys who in baseball who are like super fast but they can't hit or feel that great, but they can just blaze it on the base pass. Like, this guy, like, you put, like, there's, like, we have, like, Tyler Wade as an example for the Yankees, like, Esteban Floreal. Mm-hmm. All these teams have, like, those guys who, like, really can't even bat their weight, but they can run. And you throw a guy in second base, it's going to be so sick to watch in the next innings. And in today's game, too, like, the, the stealing basis thing isn't a thing anymore. It's just hit bombs. Right. Go hit bombs. Get in the box and hit bombs. I don't care if you strike out, just hit home runs. So it'll be good yeah, to bring see. Yeah, bring his speed back. Going to be a small ball, the bunting, and all that stuff coming back to the game. Right, what were you going to say? I just think it would be a cool thing to implement, like, going forward. Like, Frankie, if you think about it, any games that we've been to that go into extra innings, it just, like, it does drag on. And it's a really cool way to, like, speed up extra innings and just kind of, like, get through it. Um, so I think it would be cool to see if they can implement that, like in, in normal season. So I, sick. And I think all the rules this year are awesome. Like there's no more lefty specialists now, which is going to make the game go way fast. You can't just put a guy in there to throw two pitches and then get pulled out, goes a commercial break. Got to have the guy in the pen warm up. Like it takes like a half hour to get a guy in the freaking game. Now that, so the guy has to come in at least face three batters or finish the inning, which is an awesome rule for the bullpen. And then you mentioned that the universal DH is the greatest thing to ever happen in baseball. 
in the history of baseball. If you're still out here advocating for pitchers to get in the batter's box, you are brain dead because those guys, I can probably do as well as they – I can bunt the ball. I, I, I couldn't, but exaggerating here, I probably could do what they freaking do and just strike out every at-bat. Because people are like, oh, like, we'll do like Carlos Zambrano hit like 20 home runs in his career. It's like, okay, Big Poppy hit 600. That's much cooler yeah. to see a guy hit, yeah. balls, hit balls on the moon who can actually hit, not some scrub who's an automatic out. Whenever I, whenever I am watching an interleague game or NL game and the pitcher hits, that's when I go to the bathroom. That's my bathroom break. I don't want to watch. It's so dumb. Right People now. argue like, oh, it's like, it's like strategy. It's like, no, it's not. You're just, you're like, you're just wasting like a bench spot for like a pinch hit, and then that guy has to come out of the game immediately because you got to put a pitcher in the game. It's so stupid. Like, I don't know. I'm. I hope everyone that is against these rules just doesn't watch baseball ever again. I can just stop hearing them like complain about the new rules because they're all right. amazing. I think um, something else that's going to be interesting with this uh, no fan shorter season is miking up all the players because you're literally going to be able to hear everything that's happening. And um, even those, you know, trash cans in, in Houston. So uh, we'll literally be able to hear everything. We got we to gotta buy our time for a bit because the Yankees might get caught for a bigger cheese scandal. But we're good. We're good. I agree. I agree. But no, yeah, when they had – bodied them. God, you better hope the Yankees. We are oh, – When they had um, – When they had Rizzo mic'd up in spring training when that season was going to start on time, he was so fun to listen to when he was like, – he was talking when he was batting. It was so cool to like, to, oh, I'm going to get a fastball here. I'm going to get a fastball. It's so – it was – And you hit a double. You hit a double. Yeah. Like, Chris Bryant was awesome. Yeah. Like, a, lot, a lot of guys, I think – because baseball has to get, like, a personality. Like, there's a lot of the guys who, like, you don't know of. Well, that we know, but people who don't watch a lot don't know who they are. Like, it's going to be cool to hear them, like, see who they are, like, emotionally and their personality. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a, hyped for that, too. A little, like, behind-the-scenes look, which I think will be really cool. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but a lot, a lot of spring training – spring training, sorry, were moved back to the original locations. Obviously, there was a big breakout of COVID-19 in, in Florida and Arizona. So – I saw the Yankees and Mets in specific are going to be training out of their out of their stadiums in New York, which I think it's smart. You might as well get out of out of the hotbed, even though you're going to be probably I don't know. Teams are already playing there in the next couple of months, so hopefully it does it does slow down a little bit. Um, and a random Florida fact that I saw yesterday too, not really into sports, is that they are the state of Florida is um, not allowing bars to serve <laughs> alcohol. We were just anymore. talking about that, so. Super random fact, but that was hilarious. Like, but I let's go to this bar and get a nice tea. I what? think if you're out at a restaurant and you're like sitting down for dinner, I think you can still get drinks. So it's kind of weird. I think it's just like the bar scene. They don't weird. want the bar scene. Oh, a lot, lot of uh, close contact when you're when you're boozed up. Yeah. Before we get off baseball, though, Frank, I do want to talk about the Rangers' new stadium. I saw we have a note in there for like, their fan scenario, but the Rangers' new stadium, their fans got absolutely bamboozled. Did you guys see the picture of like what they the blueprint was for the stadium? It was this sick like I, I I can't even describe it. It looks so like futuristic and cool. They had like this huge like warehouse kind of looking stadium with like a almost like a resort kind of thing like tied to the side of it and like the original blueprint picture. And they built this stadium and it looks like a, like a nineteen fifteen like Ford factory. This <laughs> thing is the ugliest. They do they got swindled. People are people are, are like going nuts. Like, oh, like, there's like there goes all of our te- our tech like our Texas like tax dollars. Like, they're all going to this like crap stadium. It looks it's in a huge parking lot. 
just an empty parking lot, and it's like a legit like car factory. It looks terrible. There was a there's a meme I saw where it was because it, it looks like a, a silver grill kind of like a a grill you could food on, and then I saw a meme of like someone lifting up the top of the stadium and like like a grill, <laughs> and it was just like the Rangers logo in there. Dude, it reminded me of like a, a World War II a propaganda poster to like get people to go work in factories. Like it's like, it looks like <laughs> a legit like a old like tank factory. Thing is, thing is, butt. <laughs> wild, bro. It, it, that's wild, especially in Texas too, where like everything's bigger and cooler and not that. But last thing I want to touch upon before them, before we get to the NBA, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, in the Griffey documentary, he talked about his like beef with the Yankees. I don't, I don't know if you saw it, Joey. I, didn't, or, I, or I saw it, but I, um, I didn't know about it. But I saw it. Yeah, I didn't know about it either. But he was saying so when his dad. Ken Griffey Sr. was playing, and they were in Yankee Stadium once, and, like, Griffey was on the field. Like, you know how the players bring their kids in the field. And he was in the dugout, visitor's dugout with his dad. And someone from the Yanks came down and said, hey, like, no kids. Like, we don't want any kids out here. And obviously there was, like, a direct order from Steinbrenner. Like, uh, we'll say it like it is. But there was a player's son on the Yankees who was outside, like, in the infield taking ground balls. Yeah, not a good, not a good look. I said, "Hey, no kids there." So ever since then, Jeter or not Jeter? Sorry, I'm so stuck on Jeter. Hey, birthday, Jeter! By the way, yesterday was his birthday. Um, Griffey, Griffey said, "Like I'm out on the Yanks. Like they're my enemy." And like that's it. Yet. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I never knew. I didn't know either. I, he I said, "Like he goes, if, the, if the Yankees were like the last team on earth, I would still not sign with them." Essentially, so I still love draft him so. too, and they didn't end up getting him. What was that? They did try to draft him too, and they didn't end up getting oh, really? it. Hmm. I read that yesterday. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, good news from baseball. Move on to the NBA. That was a happy start to tomorrow morning. I'll take that after about five weeks of absolutely roasting the game. But uh, it, moving on to the NBA, Commissioner Adam Silver is still confident in resuming play despite the Florida COVID spike. Obviously, they're going to be super secluded to that Orlando area, but. Uh, the NBA sent uh, a big uh, book, 113 pages, a rule book to teams regarding the COVID compliance. So that's good to see that they're continued progressing. Um, unfortunately, 16 of the th- of the 302 players they tested have COVID. It might seem like a low number, but um, you know it's still players that have it. And if they're going to go back to their to the, a facility, a bubble in Florida. Yeah. If one person has it, it's going to spread. So 16 has it, it's so hot. The number is low, but once they go back to, like, teams and, the, like, coaching yeah. staffs and, like, training staffs, like, it's going to it's gonna spread. So I'm really nervous about the NBA. And I know we're kind of – like, we're very late on this, but, like, the rules they initially put out, about, like, no doubles ping pong. I mean, all, like, the really dumb rules that the NBA put out. But, like, you guys can't play ping pong, but you can go out on a court and bleed and sweat all over right. each other. But you're good there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's been a lot – there's been a lot of those uh, – those contradictions in, in, um, in the world lately but yeah basketball but, um, basketball is like one that it's like the closest contact sport besides i guess really football so I'm, i think it's gonna go like wildfire once these guys get to playing 100 percent, especially down low in the paint like big men yeah. big men yeah. it's just on top of each other yes all day uh but the schedule was released yesterday i, th- I saw it yesterday i think it was really yesterday i saw it yesterday meaning friday, friday. um because this is Saturday recording, but that was cool to see too. Just the schedule, like actual games being on the calendar now. So every time I open my sports app or my ESPN app and it shows 
postponed game every single day for the last three months, I now can look forward to, like, an actual game being scheduled. So they gave the so Sun and the Kings uh, no yeah. TV games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming, but no one's going to see you. <laughs> Uh, we, we do have a couple of players, though, that are not playing. Uh-huh. Uh, Trevor Ariza, uh, Boogie Cousins, Avery Bradley, uh, Bertans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, which, is, which is fine. The NBA came out right, right away and said, hey, you're not going to be punished for this. Um, Trevor Ariza is actually spending time with his son because he only has like a one-month visitation with his son, um, which is unfortunate. But he also said, you know, and the rest, the rest of the players – a lot of them were saying, "How, hey, I'm going to use this time again to, to fight for racial equality. So, respect out to them. That's fine. That's their yeah. decision. As we yeah, talked about last week with Kyrie, like if you're going to if you're going to say you want to do it, that's fine. But make sure we do something, and and they are they're going out there and, and taking their time and, and exercising yeah. their right to not play. I won't knock those guys. I'm just, I'm very I'm very surprised at Avery Bradley being that. I really I really thought LeBron was going to have like a stranglehold on the Lakers and like. If I come back, like we're all coming back. So I'm very, I'm not gonna knock Bradley for saying no, but I'm very surprised that LeBron like couldn't convince him to come back because he's 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 been playing good all year. Like he's a big part of that rotation. So right. Um, that one that one kind of that one kind of shocked me. I, I I guess it doesn't. I mean, it shocks to a point, but it doesn't because like it shows you what's most important in life right now. And at the end of the day, it's not the game right. of basketball. So like, I think I think it would be contradictory of LeBron to give Avery Bradley shit because LeBron is so, so on the forefront Oh, right yeah. Now. So, like, I, yeah. What's he going to do? I don't he think he was being, like, for? mean to him. I think he's more – I just more so thought, like, LeBron being the leader. Yeah, I thought he would for sure, like, be able to, like, get the guys, like, camaraderie and get him back. But – Right, right. Uh, that makes sense. But it's each his own. You can't, you can't, you can't knock these guys if they have a legit reason, but – Sure. Um, they're going to have a – they're going to have an insurance plan to the NBA in place – uh, for players that get career-ending injuries, I hope that doesn't happen, um, or COVID-related um, injuries, which, again, is good to see that they're going to be focusing on the players, saying, hey, this is a very, very different time. Like, if something happens, we got your back. Um, I know the injury risks are concerns from players because when you take three months off from playing the highest level of sport possible and then mm-hmm. turn the turn the switch back on, like, it's it's t- and these guys aren't some of these guys aren't young and chipper twenty two year olds some of these are veterans twenty late twenties early thirties like your body yeah doesn't wake up as quickly so I wonder I, really I wonder can't. how many guys I wonder how many guys bailed out of playing before this insurance policy came out so I, I guarantee you a lot of the guys were like nervous about playing for like Corona obviously and of course like getting an injury and like okay now my career's done um right. so I wanted to know how many guys were like oh like oh shit I like I could have played and like got paid if I got hurt kind of thing mm-hmm. but. Um, wait, Rach, go into what, um, like those rings are going to be wearing for, uh, during the season. Yeah. So, um, Aura Ring is actually one of our companies that A-Rod Corp is invested in. And like pre-COVID it's, it's actually promoted for like sleepwear. So you wear it while you, you sleep and it can track like your REM sleep. Um, it scores you like how efficient it was, things like that. Um, but it can do so much more and that's why they're using it in the NBA because it can actually pre-detect COVID, um, because it can detect your body temperature, your heart rate, um, your respiratory rate. That's huge with COVID. Like if you have low oxygen levels, um, that's a, that's a big sign and symptom of COVID right now. Um, and it's also tracking your activity as well when you wear it. So 
the NBA is basically using it on all players to kind of just keep keep track of their body temperature and things like that to make sure that, you know, no one potentially has COVID and they have no clue. So um, really cool that that's one of our companies and, and it's in full force with the NBA this season. I wonder if they'll wear it when they play, like during the games. I'm not sure if they were – I know, that would be interesting. I'm not sure if they were having them wear it while they play or if they're just having like, them wear yeah. it times, like, around the facilities and things like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. cool. It's cool It's cool seeing technology being, like, used for, like, wear, like wearable tech to me is really cool how it's right. it, how it's changing the game. But um, I guess last note, our boy VC, Vince Carter, officially retired. Tough, Very man. sad day. He was the last link to like the nineties kids. OG like rock, rock <laughs> the basketball. 90s <laughs> just high flying. No one can shoot. Guys just guys throwing bricks, but they can slam it from anywhere on the court. Just old school basketball. Um I heard this on I was watching some other videos about him and it's like it's a good point. Like nobody I can't think of any person that I know personally or really anyone in the media who is like who hates Vince Carter. Like he's played for like a million teams. You can't like he's he's no one he's no one's like rival, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Like everyone loved him. Like he has the best like mixtapes, like highlight tapes on YouTube. Like he literally just crams it on everyone. Probably the best dunk ever when he dunked dunked over that uh, the French guy in the Olympics. Just that guy was like seven feet tall. And the and the um the elbow dunk where he hung on the, oh, the yeah. rim. Well, the the elbow. contest is its own is its own like dude like legend. Have you ever tried doing that in your front yard on an eight-foot hoop before? Like, dunk it and hang your arm? Yeah. That shit would hurt like, so you bad. Just cut, you just cut your arm up and get, like, a huge boot. And he jumped 12 feet in the air and did that. Yeah. It's a sad day, but I had that. I mean, he's, he's, like, in his 40s, and he was still playing. Like, he wasn't playing well. Yeah, he was playing. He was on the well, court. Because he, he transitioned his game from, like, being a dunker to a shooter now. He started being wet, yeah. But, he put um, Toronto on the map, too, bro. He put Toronto on the map when he was there. Probably, the, yeah, probably one of the, the bigger botches in sports was that team had Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady. Yeah. They could have they kept those two guys. They could have made a, a few runs, but. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, Vince is out. Sad day, but um, awesome to watch. We watched this whole, we watched this whole thing. Like, we watched him from, we were kids until now. It's like our whole mm-hmm. life almost. Wild, man. Um, but outside the NBA, we can move on to the NFL. Want to kick it off with, with Malcolm Jenkins. He was very vocal this week. I know I mentioned earlier in the show that I listened to Trevor Noah's podcast, and, and he actually had Malcolm Jenkins on. I saw Bleacher Report posting some, some things he had to say. Um, and one of the most powerful things he said was that, like, we're, we're going nowhere in a sports realm. We're going nowhere until someone, like, recognizes Cap and, like, apologizes to Kaepernick and accepts what he did and takes him back in and some team signs him and said, hey, like, we messed up. Like, your opportunity should have been here the past four years and here's the opportunity back to you. So I think that was super powerful what he had to say. He's been a, a big-time advocate, obviously. Malcolm Jenkins is very, very powerful. I love Malcolm Jenkins. He's always, I, he's, I think he's the, cool, the coolest dude ever. Yeah. And he caught, he caught a lot of flack in Philly when he was doing this kind of stuff. And, like, a lot of guys were, like, chirping him. And I – I've always just, I always thought he was like a like a very stand up guy, like obviously a great player. But I think a better a better locker room guy. I, I love Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, for sure. It was good. It was great to see him speak out. And if if you guys listeners haven't listened, I started listening to Trevor Noah's podcast on Comedy Central, 
and it's funny, like, it's like, oh, why is Frank listening to Comedy Central? It's like, well, I know who Trevor Noah is, and he's he's from South Africa, and he's candid, and he's not going to bias his opinion based on a political party like news stations do. So he's very open, and he's had some awesome interviews. He had John Legend on. He had Malcolm Jenkins. He's had a couple other great ones, and it's been really cool to listen to, and just my devotion to continuing to learn um, and open my ears and eyes, like, that was one of the things I've been doing. So definitely recommend checking his pot out. Um, but moving back, moving back to the league, uh, training camps should start on time, which is a great sign. Uh, and Goodall, this is a quote from Goodall, which I saw in Bleacher Report, quote, get ready for games at our stadiums and to engage our fans both in stadiums and through our media partners. So I don't want to make assumptions, but when he says engage fans in stadiums, does, does that mean we're going to have fans in the stadiums? Or is he saying, like, they're going to do some – other engagements in the stadium through TV. I feel like they're planning on trying to get fans in there. Right. there yeah. I think I was over. I think I was overthinking it when I was reading it because I was so just rattled. Like holy shit, we're gonna see fans. Again. If there's but, if there's one league that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna say screw it, it's gonna be Goodell. And Goodell will yeah. do anything to get yeah. money in his pockets. Which I mean, if there's fans there, I'm all for. I don't mean I won't go to the games, but it's gonna be cool to watch on TV and see fans there. But like, if there's one guy to just like disobey all the rules to make his own profit it's good it's goodell mm-hmm. but he's sorry joe he's sorry he was wrong mm-hmm. he was wrong four years ago don't say what you want he's, he he had a decent past few months i think he kind of he played some moves decently he's still a schmuck but like and also ron manfred is helping goodell's case from not being the worst commit ron mm-hmm. manfred <laughs> ron manfred just stole that from goodell being for someone the, who has all authority to just say play baseball and hasn't said it up until this point like come on i know happy, we're, we're, happy times now in baseball yes happy times yeah happy. me and frankie been me and frankie been being depressed in here for 10 weeks about baseball <laughs> about time we start being happy we're back we're oh back. quick shout out to speaking of baseball quick shout out to Malcolm kelsey whooped that ass in the show last night oh yeah hope you hope you listen to this one damn damn that's damn tough. uh keeping on the nfl track though the first six to eight rows of every stadium is going to be like tarped off for, for, for sponsorship opportunities, which from a business standpoint, super, super smart because that's obviously what's on TV, what you see on TV. So it's going to make up for a lot of the revenue they're going to lose not having people in the building. Uh, but the thing I was most disappointed about is like, you know, remember Booger Cam two years ago on Monday Night Football where he was like on that little moving yeah. track in front of the first four rows. So are we, are we not going to ever get Booger Cam again or? Booger stinks. So I don't want Booger anywhere on TV. <laughs> but you see, they're saying if um they might do like Herb Street and uh, I'm drawing a big blank in the air guy's name. I don't know the guys who call the guys who call college on ESPN might do uh, NFL Monday Night. I think they bring back Musburger. No, no, no. It's who it's who does it now. It's it's Herb Street, and I don't know. I don't know why I can't think of the other guy's name, but whatever. It's not. Move it's on. not Chris Fowler, is it? It might be. Oh my god! I should bring back Musburger. That'd be crazy. Out he's of retirement. In, he's in he's in Vegas now. Just gambling. He's gambling. Calling Raiders games. That's all he does. He got too much money though. Do That's awesome. I think that's it for the NFL. Um, we're gonna finish off with the NHL. And last, or I'm sorry, last night, Friday night, there was the draft lottery. So for for a winning team, you know, you don't really give a a shit usually about the draft lottery, but it's, it was different this year because of COVID um, where they only released the first seven or 
eight or nine picks. Was it top ten? It might have been top ten picks, whatever it was. Um, and obviously the Devils were part of that draft lottery. For two of the last three years, we've gotten our one pick. I've been very vocal with Joe with I'm the mush. And the reason the Devils <laughs> in the last two years is because I'm there. Um, because they made the playoffs the year before I was there. And then the last few years has been like lottery, lottery. So we, uh, we as a staff had like a big Zoom call last night where we were all showing our, our good luck charms to try and win the lottery. And we laid an egg, the number seven pick. I don't want to say lay an egg because obviously we have, number, we have a top 10 pick and we have a chance of getting two more first round top 10 pick or top 15 picks, depending on how Vancouver does it and the Coyotes do because of the trades we have. But we were hoping for our, our, our third number one pick in the last four years of Devils, but that's okay. Um, what's crazy is one of the teams that's part of the playoff is actually going to get a top two pick. That's what I don't get. How? How, do, how does that work? So there's, there's, there's different oh, phases. Dumb. The way – the way the well, it's NHL a percentage. It's like it's so like a, it's like picking it's like picking a lottery ping pong ball. Right? I know, but last year we weren't supposed to get number one pick at all, and we did. Right. Like it does. It's just it's, kind of the way they do their draft. I feel like it just could be. Well, done. this is completely different than it normally is because of COVID. Yeah. Like there's two different phases. So like this was phase one, only a couple teams released, and then if a playoff team got one of those lottery picks, then there's phase two is now initiated. So once the first little preliminary round of the NHL playoffs is done then they'll do phase two of that and we'll decide who gets the number one pick mm-hmm. um no but it's not it's no different than like the nba where they have a draft lottery like, it's not like it's, it's not, like ping pong balls yeah, yeah. it's no lottery, it's not really lottery definitely is like not it's not in the favor of teams like who are really bad and like not at all pick, like Bro, the detroit red wings were the detroit red wings are historically like the worst team in the nhl this year and they got the fourth pick <laughs> yeah yeah lottery is never in favor for the teams who really need the picks like guaranteed yeah. top pick so it's crazy well what's crazy too is because obviously our ownership owns the Sixers too so a lot of our people on the business side started with the Sixers back when they were in their tanking days mm-hmm. so they got what two or three number one picks and then brought that luck over the Devils and then the Devils got two number one picks what's so crazy mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit of luck within, within the is that luck or breaking lottery I'll never say that I'll never say that no I'm right. they, they stink it's not luck <laughs> oh, they're saying, they saying we rigged the lottery. No, I'm just saying uh, I wouldn't call getting the first pick every year lucky. <laughs> you have you have to be you have to stink first and then be lucky enough to be the stinkiest team and get them one pick. Well, hopefully, hopefully this guy brings the dabs to glory. I'll be I'll be, I'll be cheering. <laughs> well, that's that's all we got today. Obviously, no interview. Um, Appreciate at rscarm one coming mm-hmm. on the pod. Thanks for having else? me. Anything else? Anything else you want to talk about, or you, you, you got to go to some brunch date? <laughs> I gotta go pour myself another mimosa and then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, head out to a little brunch date. But um, it was fun, and I'm glad you guys wanted me to be on as your little third host. Yeah, I think it's safe to say you won't be back on ever again. You stink. <laughs> Um, twice, twice yeah, they always epi- come running back. They always come running back. So we'll yeah. see in a few weeks. No, twice in ten it, episodes. Twice in ten episodes. We cut some slack for that. It felt <laughs> it felt right bringing her back. Being the first guest, we made it ten weeks. Pretty cool accomplishment. I thought for sure we'd be done like after the first one. I thought no one would listen to it. Um, yeah. So obviously, a big shout out. Going strong. Big shout out to the fans for keep listening. Um, obviously, follow us on social. Follow the blog. All that. 
Um, keep sharing. And another thing too, like never hesitate to reach out and let us know about people that you guys know. Like we're always looking for new people to interview, cool people to hear from, and we're always learning more. We've had some pretty sweet interviews so far. We got more lined up, so, so no worries on that front. But never hesitate to reach out to Joey and I and send us over people you know or connections. We're more than happy to reach out and at least ask if they want to be on and learn more about them. So, uh, and also, also, don't forget to – go ahead, go, Joe. Go ahead. If you want to blog, um, DM me. I'm about to go to the whole, like, firing squad because our bloggers stink and no <laughs> one's writing. Um, it's, not, it's not a real job. I can't, <laughs> I can't fire them, but I'm going to text them and say you're fired. Um, so, if you want to blog, come join the party. Our just, know, just know who you're working for ahead of time because Joe is a uh, he's a rigorous Done boss that. when it comes if to I, if, this a, if this was a real job, I would have I would have fired them months ago. First one, I would have got, got fired too. Then no, first one fired is Nick Carnadale. Do I have time to blog anymore? <laughs> oh my brother! Oh yeah, he's in, he's yeah. in the group chat, not saying a word. He's fired. He's fired. He's gone. Gone. Oh, I'm so pumped to blog, bro. <laughs> one blog done. One and done. Nick's 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 the epitome of the one and done. <laughs> love him to death one and done alright everybody enjoy your Sundays please like us review us share us check us out on social share who you know we'd love to hear from you and uh, we'll be back after the 4th of July so we're not posting yeah. ne- we're not going to do a pod next week I know Joey's going to be out and about um, and I'm, I'm up in Rochester but we're going to let it breathe for the 4th enjoy your guys long weekend um, and we'll be back the week after that. We got some cool interviews coming up, so be sure to uh, keep in the loop. Take care, guys.